0: This program is rated D for dog. It contains sniffing, scratching, and doggy themes. Hello and welcome to Top Dog Podcast. I'm Adrian. And I'm Katya.
1: You've come to the right place.
0: You are in the right place, Katya. hopefully. I am too. We are about 80 kilometers away or 60 miles, and that's because of social distancing. It's not because I don't like you anymore. It's more. I'm
1: glad about that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> government has told us not to come or get too close to each other.
1: No, it's uh, a difficult time, and I really miss having a dog that I can take out for a walk. But uh, you can still listen to our podcast. <laughs>
0: You can. You know what it is? Because I always had the idea that... uh, I mean, I already have two dogs, but uh, I had the idea that I will become a foster parent. That you can do that. You can sort of... uh, open up your home and look after dog until that dog finds a new owner Mm. so I was applying for it and probably wrong time because uh, all these institutions are overwhelmed by requests because people now want to have a pet at home so they're not feeling lonely it's amazing I was going
1: to say you probably won't stand a chance to actually get a foster dog
0: (laughs) no no way so lucky all the ones that do have a dog or a cat and uh, I feel sorry for the ones that are trying to get one but can't. But hopefully, it won't it won't go on like this for much, much longer.
1: Fingers crossed. Now, what have we got on today?
0: We talk about the show Pooch Perfect with Rachel Fanuki, She's a dog groomer. But today is a bit more special because we talk about a dog grooming affair in more depth.
1: We're also speaking to Ron Pia. About the importance of being calm and providing a safe environment for your dog.
0: Very important right now. And we talk about a special dog called Rupert. Rupert belongs to Mel, or he lives together with Mel. And Rupert is a Jack Russell cross Kelpie, and he's a special dog because uh, he's a therapy dog. He actually Uh sits on people's lap and calms them down. Actually ties into Ron Pia's uh, business, more or less. Excellent. And then we have, of course, another episode of Pirate, the Barking Kookaburra.
1: So here we go.
0: Before we start, Katya, uh, we still have our odd spot, top dog odd spot. Um, I haven't got anything today, but I'm sure you have.
1: Yes. Well, I thought in these Corona times, I might tell you uh, a nice story, a fun story, and one that's also related. And this story is from Mexico, where Antonio found himself in quarantine for 14 days, and well, you know. I completely feel for him because you do need comfort food in these conditions, I think. So he really felt like he needed some Cheetos, but he didn't have them at home. So he sent out his little Chihuahua Chockeys across the road for a bag of Cheetos with a little note attached to the collar and money, of course. And believe it or not the little dog delivered. Ran away. No. He <laughs> managed to find the shop. I don't know how he understood. <laughs>
0: Just like Ah, oh, he did. I thought that would would have been the, the chance now finally to <laughs> run away with money in his <laughs> yeah
1: <butt. laughs> I, s- I still wonder how he does actually walk the dog if he's not allowed to go out but maybe he's found some other way to do that but so the little chihuahua found the shop that is already very impressive I think and uh, came back with a bag of cheetos in his mouth and there were the right ones because apparently antonio needed to have the orange kind not the red ones because they're too spicy
0: right and uh, did he come back with change as well
1: <laughs> <laughs> i don't know how much money he sent. maybe oh, okay. he had the right amount <laughs>
0: <laughs> well this is uh, this is very crucial uh point because uh, you know he could sp- have spent the whole money for a bag of chips $20, that would be really expensive. Yeah,
1: quite possible. <laughs> or maybe the instructions were, you know, like I'll send the dog over a few more times because since then, Chokis has successfully completed two more snack runs. <laughs> okay.
0: See, this is a serious competition to online shopping.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a thought. So rather than foster dogs, <laughs> you could actually have. Food delivered by dogs, excellent. But
0: that's right. You
1: better pack it yeah. well, otherwise they eat it before you get it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Imagine a world where dogs are running around like crazy. They'll do all the shopping. Now we have to train them to do the cleaning. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sounds good.
0: So now. We can't chase dogs around all the time uh, because that would drive us crazy and it would drive dogs crazy too. I think it's really important, especially in these times, that you try to keep your dog calm, as calm as possible. Um, If you are living in a small flat and you have a dog living with you and the dog is full of energy, it's a bit hard to manage. So there are programs out there how you can actually calm down your dog
1: you could for example play them some music that is specifically designed for dogs like pet tunes by a guy called ron pia who is founder of the pet karma that we talked to before so you can go through our previous podcast and um, listen to that interview but Ron Pierre is also a dog behaviorist and a dog trainer. And apart from talking about pet tunes, we were chatting about how the owner's behavior and mindset actually influences the dog.
0: I would like to go back to the listening behavior of dogs, because um, we know that that uh, it can have a huge impact on dogs if it's loud or, or, or silent. Now, is, Sounds, yes. Now, is, is a dog naturally calm?
2: Um, it's, it's built into their nature to be calm because when we say calm, what what the dog really wants is to feel safe. You know, that he is in an environment that where he can trust and he's safe and he knows that there's no threat, you know, and that's sort of, you know, part of the law of survival. So that's what a that's what a dog. So you know, like I'm I'm a great believer in mat training, you know, and uh, the dogs are, are told to go on their mat, and they sit there. I'm a great believer in crate training because that's actually becomes their safe zone. So when dogs actually go and sit on their mat or in their crate, and they feel safe. They then are trusting because they know that you've got their, uh, the situation under control. Most of our behavioural problems is when the dog doesn't trust that the owners have got the situation under control in the terms of the dog's language.
0: But is it uh, the more silent it is, the more calm it is, the environment? I mean, that's right.
2: That some, be are, some of my um, um, working dogs, we only we only work on whispers, very gentle sounds. And, and, and very slight hand movements So, because what happens, the dog is now, when he trusts you, he's continually looking around to see what your command is or what your reaction is. Is he doing it right? Is he What you've asked him to do, is he doing it right? So he'll turn his nose and he'll, he'll keep looking at you. And um, it's like when you're walking your dog, you'll see that when the dog's starting to trust you, he'll continually move his head around to get sight of you to see whether you know, whether you're going the right way, the wrong way. And, uh, you know, now with the dogs that come here, we can actually have them on a lead, just holding the lead with one finger, and we just give them a uh, a command. You know, when we get to an intersection of the road, they stop. Uh, and when they get to the other side of the road, we give them a left or a right command, so they'll turn left or right, or they'll go straight ahead, depending on what it is. But they uh, have got that sequence, So they're always looking for confirmation that they're doing the right thing.
0: Would it be the right thing to keep the dog away from loud places as much as possible?
3: Um,
2: Yeah, look, I I think you'll find that with uh, dogs that get very agitated, they will show you they're agitated by the way they're standing, the way they hold their tail, the way that they're uh, they're uh, licking their tongue. Uh, air licking of the tongue is, is a, um, a definite sign of agitation, uh, anxiety. So uh, these are things that uh, the dogs express to you through their bodies. And when they're looking to you, that's what you're, they're looking to you for. They're looking for your body language as well.
0: I made the experience, uh, we went to a big party where there were other dogs as well. It was a a backyard party and nobody was interested in the dogs. They were interested in each other and it was a good mood. Everybody was happy, singing, dancing, drinking, eating and the dogs did the same. Uh, So is that sort of, um, would they do that?
2: Well, if they they, uh, feel their owners, Happy and there's a calmness and there's uh, there's non there's uh, dogs are non-threatening. Yeah, they they will they will um, play with each other and be cooperative. And and you'll notice too, you know, when you've got strange dogs coming to them, you know, they'll they'll actually do a bow motion. They'll get down on their front paws, you know, to bow to the other dogs. It's a sign of respect and also it's asking the other dog, you know, can I play?
3: Right.
2: So you know, dogs have manners. It's very much a part of their etiquette. And when the young pups come along and they've got bad manners, they get in their face, you'll find one of the senior dogs will give them a slap and that's it.
1: Now, we're talking about parties and then the big parties like New Year's when there's a lot of fireworks. Is there any way how you could make that easier for your dog?
2: I'm always very um, wary of how the dogs are positioned because I do have one um, shih tzu that comes to me that is now noise probing. The reason being is because the owners, unknowingly, uh, they they were having a birthday celebration, and about suddenly a hundred odd people suddenly turned up at their house that they had organised, but the dog didn't know about it. And the music was loud, and this dog went into a great panic because he suddenly had all these people invading his territory. And no one gave him the opportunity of going to a safe place. Whether they put him in the laundry or somewhere out outside, but the music was quite loud. Now that dog actually developed within those couple of hours a noise phobic behaviour that's been very difficult to get over. So um, you know, I think you know when you are having these functions and so forth, is to you know just take a little bit of consideration how the animals are going to feel and give them an escape route. So if they're starting to feel a bit um, nervous, anxious or such, you know, have, have a plan where you can put them out in another area or another gar- in bedroom or somewhere out of the road where they can actually go and hide and, and feel safe and get them out of that noise that the party may be producing.
0: Would you advise people that are um, not of a calm nature to calm down in order to uh, have more control about their dogs?
3: Um
2: Yeah, look, generally people do calm down. Um, people enjoy watching television with their dogs. So you're sitting on the couch being quite calm and relaxed. You know, that's a very good, uh, very good time to actually start to get to know your dogs, particularly if you've got a young dog, um, that needs to have the, uh, feeling of your touch. You know, like if dogs are a bit nervous about having their toes touched or body parts touched or such, you know, when you're relaxed on the couch, that's a good time just to sort of, you know, run your hand through and just touch things and so that you can touch and go and the dog becomes assimilated with your touch. So they're they're very good opportunities. Training a dog doesn't take very much time. In fact, all the training periods that we have with our dogs, uh, for mature dogs, are no more than three minutes. That's it. Uh, For the pups, they go between 30 to 60 seconds and that's it.
0: That's the, the concentration span, is, it, is that?
2: Concentration spans, yeah. and also that you want to have positive reinforcement behaviours. So every time you do some training, you want a confirmation of, the, um, of what you're training with, uh, and you, you want to do it. So you've got to actually reward the dog for doing a, 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 um, a command, Correctly, you only have three seconds to actually acknowledge that dog's uh, behaviour as correct. So you don't really want long training periods because all you're doing is you're just setting up the opportunity for training your dog with confused, uh, confused behaviours. Mm-hmm.
1: So shorter and...
2: Yeah, yeah, and my technique actually starts training in the place of, of greatest focus and that happens to be the kitchen because they're always focused on food. So you can actually start teaching them things before you feed them, Um, uh, whether it's drops, stay, comes, recalls, all that sort of thing. Uh, You can teach them within those couple of minutes before feeding and you'll actually uh, register that behaviour a lot more positively and securely and more quickly.
0: Well, in movies, they do lots and lots of things, but as we know, it's not always the same dog. The no. Different dogs are, no different tricks.
2: Mm. One of the really fascinating things is, you know, we've uh, got some uh, world events. We've just had the Westminster Kennel uh, Dog Show in um, Madison Square, and that's the probably the leading uh, dog show in the uh, United States and also there's the Crufts in London. Now, in both those there, the variety of dogs is actually increasing, but also the capabilities of dogs, particularly with Crufts doing um, dancing with dogs as an international sport, and uh, and the agility, uh, the, the small dogs doing agility is absolutely incredible, the speeds that they get up to. Uh, so, you know, these animals have got a lot to give and a lot to still offer and really we haven't actually explored a percentage of it. And if I if I could just take a minute because, um, you know, we're doing an interview here and I've done an interview with um, a number of trainers in, in Melbourne and this particular uh, trainer I respect quite um, uh, a lot because he does uh, scent detection training. And has been in the industry ever since he was a young kid too. And I asked him, you know, where are we actually up to as far as knowing what the dog's abilities are? And he said to him, "We're probably just getting to ten percent. We have got a long way to go to still get the best out of our animals."
0: That's actually great news for us because that means we can run our podcast for <laughs> another ninety percent. <laughs>
2: Oh, no, 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 look, uh, I, I, I commend you for your podcast because the more that people can learn about uh, animal behaviour, um, the better life they're going to have with their animals and also we're going to um, be able to give uh, a lot more animals better homes.
0: That's right. So we talked to Ron Pia. He is a canine life consultant and founder of petkarma.com, helping pet owners with innovative solutions to resolve pet anxiety behavior. Thank you very much, Ron.
2: And Thank I'm you. Much. It's been a pleasure being with you. Yeah, I'm
0: sure we'll hear from you again. <laughs>
2: Thank, Thank you. you. Yes, you will.
1: That was Ron Pier, dog behaviourist and dog trainer from Australia.
0: Now let's go to Rachel Fanuki. We know her. She is a dog groomer. We talk about that television show that's on at the moment, on Australian television, which is actually going to England now. Uh, It's called Pooch Perfect with Rebel Wilson. So she gives, gives us an update what happened so far. And on top of that, We talk about dog grooming business or affair in general because it's a very important part of a dog's or dog owner's life. Not only have a well behaved dog, a calm dog, but a good looking dog as well because that helps calm down everybody else. So there we go, Rachel.
4: It's come down to the pointy end of the competition and now it not only goes on cuts but also stamina. Of the com- contestants, um, if they're fed up with doing the competition, which um, some of them are, and some of them aren't just not good enough for the pressure. they're not they're really they're all really good groomers, but they're just not handling the pressure.
0: So how many are left in the competition?
4: I think there's four left.
0: So that's still I mean started with how many, about eight. Ten. Ten. So it has reduced down to four. Okay. Yes. So have you already? Do you already have a a favorite? Do you think someone is? Um,
4: you don't. You don't know because it does change. Um, like I said, it comes down to personality and stamina. Um, you know, they reduced grooming time. Or last week they reduced one of them one of the challenges for two, for two hours instead of three because it was a reasonably simple Bichon. Everybody had a Bichon to do and they had to make it look like candy.
0: Uh, tell us what a Bichon is, please.
4: A, B, a Bichon Frise is a, a little poodle-type dog with an extremely beautiful coat, very fluffy, full. It's what If you think of dog grooming, there's poodles and Bichons. They're, they're the two most people think of, and that's good. Right. So you can't do much with an afghan coat, but um, you can definitely do a lot with a, a poodle or a bichon. So,
0: so what did they do to the bichon?
4: They had to uh, shape it and put a little bit of colour on it and make it look like candy, you know, like, like a lolly. Because they had <laughs> fluffy white things with little pink things on them, pink fluffs on them. Yeah, look, they they're, they're beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. But you know, I'd be a bit embarrassed to walk it down the street, but you yeah. know Right. You know.
3: So
0: I, I wonder the the owners of, of those dogs, I mean, when they do look like a candy, do they yeah. leave them for they a while them. or do they do they change them as soon as they walk out of this of the studio?
4: That is a good that is a good question. And I think no. I think if they accept uh what they've done to the dogs, it's you know, it's it's, a, it's so new for Australia in a lot of ways. Um, although we've had the skill set here, we don't see it much in public. Um, so it's nice when you see it, in, and it's something novel. Yeah, I think yeah. If it's if they look like candy, I'd walk I'd walk a beach on down the street with pink blushes and blue blushes. It's pretty.
0: You would, because last time yeah. I asked her, you wouldn't walk down the street with oh, a dog flashes, that looks yes. like.
4: <laughs> um, some of the cuts,
0: right. some
4: of the cats, no. Okay. I don't think I'd like to walk down the street with my dog looking like a dragon, for example. I think
3: that's
4: <laughs> excessive.
3: <laughs> okay.
4: But a little bit of colour, I think it lifts it, you know. I've seen dogs with coloured tails, which I think is sweet. I've seen dogs with mohawks and colour on the mohawks. And I've seen um, dogs with hearts on their, on their rumps. Um, yeah, you do see a little bit, but you don't see a lot of it, you know. Um, a friend of mine used to get her dogs done. Um, she had little, like, little bichon and bichon cross, and her team was um, St Kilda. One dog had red ears and the other dog... Had black ears. Sorry, I've got a a dog. It's a bit upset. Calm, yeah. calm down, calm down.
0: It's getting jealous because right. you're talking about other dogs and oh, not your dog. He
4: spra- he's sprained his foot, and
0: mm.
4: he believes he's wounded. He believes his foot's broken in three le- in three ways, but it's not. Right. the a, a rescued dog. He's got psychological problems. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Now, Rachel, you are a dog groomer yourself. Are you still yes. still working in these times?
4: Yes, I am. Yes, I am.
0: Now, I groom. Well, that, that's, that's wonderful. Wonderful to hear. Now, do you feel inspired by that show? Are you trying to sort of uh, convince your customers to turn their dogs into lollies or giraffes or dragons?
4: Um, no, not lollies or giraffes or dragons, but I'm definitely, because I'm, I'm in a country town. I'm in I'm vanilla. In, um, we know Wangaratta. I'm just before Wangaratta. So I'm yeah. in a really rural country town. Yeah,
0: out, out in whoop Um,
4: Well, it's not quite whoop It's on the way to Sydney, <laughs> on the Hume Highway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, and I suppose what, what I've been grooming here for just over a year now, and what I'm trying to introduce is a bit of style to start with. Because, so, I mean, we've got, like, 35,000... Um, people here and a bit of style and care for dogs is what I'm trying to introduce and I think I've been I've done well so far you know Um, and I do because I only have a couple of dogs a day um, I take my time so I will try out an Asian fusion on a poodle and have a look at it take pictures of it and then trim the dog to the way the owner wants afterwards you know.
0: Now, I'm so only saying that because it's still a country town, Benella. Yes. So yes. Uh, I hope you're not getting into trouble when the dogs look more stylish than anybody else in the, in this township.
4: Oh, no, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting. I've got one customer who comes in who's got a standard poodle, and she said she's been hit, the dog's 16 years old, and she said she's never been able to get a proper poodle cut done on it. The dog's 16. You know, people appreciate the fact that I I can do traditional styling as well. Uh, it doesn't matter. And you get people who want their dogs trimmed nose to tail, just trimmed off so it doesn't get dirty or any birds in its coat. So you've got the ordinary cut cuts and you've got people who, you know, have something a little bit more special.
0: Right, so you really made it if uh, people do come all the way from Melbourne to Benalla to have their dogs groomed. I hope this will be the case one day. Uh, With
4: with any luck. Yeah. With any luck. (laughs) (laughs) Even from Wangaratta. Wangaratta is a much bigger town. I don't mind if people come. I've got clientele in um, Violet Town and, you know, it's okay. Uh, People come... In the country, they'll go to where they feel they'll get the service. So,
0: Now, one last word about the show Pooch Perfect. Um, uh-huh. How's Rebel Wilson doing so far?
4: Oh, she's still got her silly jokes. They're a bit sort of eye-rolling and droll. Um, but that's fine. She is who she is. Um, I think she's doing a good job. I know a lot of people don't particularly appreciate her humour. But you know you can't please everybody, you know, I think she's okay
0: now as of as far as I know, there's a sidekick as well in that show some some fluffy little dog who's making comments all the time. is that right?
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the little uh Russell the Brussels, yeah, yeah, so he's a brussel brussels um Griffon, Griffon de Brussier Bru- Bru- is here from Brussels, anyway. Right. So, um, yeah, he's a cute little thing, and I think he needs a groom personally. He needs his body stripped. <laughs> and <Right. laughs> he needs work out. On it. Everybody comments, when is Brussels, Russell getting a groom? When is Russell getting a right. He needs a good groom.
0: And uh, do you think he's funnier than Rebel Wilson?
4: Um. No, I think they play they, they they play them off each other. I think it's cute. I mean, he's cute. But he doesn't belong to Rebel. Oh, okay. He belongs to a, an animal trainer. Um, but uh, yeah, he's lovely. He's a lovely little dog. Dogs you don't see very often.
0: Well, that that will be a great moment when uh, Russell the Brussels will get groomed, and that probably will yeah. be the end of the show anyway. So, how many more episodes are there to go?
4: Um, I'd say there's maybe another two or three episodes, but it has been picked up in the UK. So, and there is a lot of musing about another another grooming show in, in the wings, not Pooch Perfect. Mm. Um, so I think, I'm hoping this, this gets a little bit of gravity and, you know, um, you know, do, dogs, was it, every second house has a dog in Australia. So, you know, it's important to have them. And it's important people know how to treat them and how not to treat them. And if people can see what's available or what people should be able to do, then, you know, it's like behaviour, like dog behaviour. You know, um, we've had a few dog behaviourists.
0: An important well, part be- of...
4: Before well, yeah, before Cesar Milan came along... A lot of people didn't even think about dog dog training and dog conditioning, animal conditioning, and and now it's got its own its own industry now.
0: And do you think the dog grooming industry will become as big as the dog training industry one day?
4: I really hope so. Mm-hmm. I really hope so. You know, um, I really think it has merit, and it, it it needs it needs it. You know, for any industry or old industry
0: to to develop it needs a kick you know and it's good good so let's hope that show will give it a kick and um i hope i hope you will give benella a kick (laughs) make everybody (laughs) look beautiful rachel
3: yeah
0: many thanks for for the insight. thank you (coughs) that was rachel fanuki dog groomer at the groom room benella about Pooch Perfect, and uh, as she said, it's sort of nearing the end of that show, and it is going to England. As
1: is, or will they have their own version of it?
0: Well, I don't know. We did that didn't clearly come through in the interview, but um, maybe with Rebel Wilson, well, she is a big name even in England. True. Yeah, but we'll see. <coughs> Now, Katya, I didn't ask you in the beginning. I wanted to, but I forgot. But I ask you now how, how actually are you feeling right now? Because you're more or less isolated, aren't you?
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I feel a little bit um, depressed and I'm letting myself go. I'm actually sitting here still in my PJs. You were mentioning earlier and you went through the extra trouble of getting dressed, even though we don't actually see each other.
0: <laughs> no. and we have to say it's actually in the middle of the day. It's <laughs> yeah. it's about one thirty in the afternoon.
1: <laughs> and I can't watch the show because the dogs... Before they get the makeover, to I do actually look better than I do because my <laughs> hairdresser <laughs> cancelled and my hair oh, needs and desperately needs a haircut. So, uh, yes, I can't do it. So I, maybe I should have a therapy dog.
0: Yeah, I, I know a way how to comfort you. That's right. I don't know if actually a therapy dog is allowed to come and visit you at the moment, but uh, as soon as the measures are being eased, uh, I'm sure it'll be possible That's, but that particular dog his name is Rupert he's a Czech Russell Cross Kelpie and he's a therapy dog so he comes and visits you with his owner her, her name is Mel and he sits on your lap and comforts you how does that sound? awesome send him over yeah. <laughs> but I think Mel can tell us a bit more about what Rupert actually is doing And he's doing such great stuff that we decided he's my top dog of the week.
5: My dog's name is Rupert, or Rue for short. Rupert? Yes. So what
0: What kind of dog is it?
5: Um, He's a Jack Russell Kelpie. So a small to medium dog, basically.
0: They're quite hard to um, train and to contain, aren't
3: they?
5: They can be. Um, if I give him enough walks and enough things to do. Um, recently, I took him swimming up a river, so he does all kinds of different activities. But if he does enough activities in the day, he's fine. But otherwise, he's a little bit manic. Yeah. <laughs> so does he come
0: straight away when you call him?
5: Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. 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 He's a fantastic dog. He. Doesn't He prefers to be off leash, so when he's on the leash he's more nervous, but off leash he'll come back at the drop of a hat, he'll never go far.
0: Okay, and yeah. it doesn't matter what happens where he is, he just comes? Absolutely, yeah, go
5: camping with him, walk around the streets with him, he, yeah, never far away.
0: That's very impressive. Yeah. So how did you uh, manage to train him that well?
5: Um, I think it's because he's a nervous dog, I think he's scared to be too far away, so he's not food orientated or anything like that, so yeah, I just got lucky I think.
0: So yeah. he's not naughty sometimes? Um,
5: he, he, the only thing he does is he screams a little bit, like he gets anxious when we're leaving, so yeah. going to the car sometimes is very loud. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> about
3: it
0: though. But he hasn't ripped apart anything, or ran away, or did N- something naughty, Nothing.
5: Never, to be honest. Like, he was house trained in two days, he was, yeah, he was the runt of the litter, so I think he was a li- like quite scared to do anything wrong. But that yeah. What do you think,
0: what makes him so special?
5: oh he's super sensitive he knows anyone I used to take him with me to to, when I did support work and he'd go to people with anxiety or autism and sit with them and help calm them down and yeah, he's just a super sensitive dog. I've never had a dog quite like
0: him, to be honest with you. So what do you mean when you say you did support work? What's that?
5: Uh, so I worked as an AHA, working with OTs and physios and speech pathologists and a whole range of the allied health um, environment, um, or team I should say, and yeah, worked one step down and just worked with a range of different clients and
0: abilities. So so the dog, Rupert, was part of that job? Or?
5: Yeah, he'd come with me to the in-home clients, yeah, all the home care.
0: And So that made a difference when he had the dog with you? Did it make your work more efficient or easier, or more? Did it get through to people better like that?
5: I think so. Yeah, sometimes like uh, verbal communication isn't helpful, and I think body language, and particularly with dogs, is yeah really beautiful. They don't have to speak so. Yeah, I think it did help to be honest with you particularly with anxiety that's for sure
0: so do you make sure beforehand that the person you're going to talk to is not afraid of dogs
5: absolutely yeah. I would never just turn up with him it would be a, a disgusting
0: yeah, yeah. So. Okay. yeah there comes your boss
5: one of yeah one of <laughs> is
0: that his dog no, no.
5: Oh, okay, nope.
0: that's another one. Yeah. There's a dog in the, in the office here.
5: That's <laughs> right, barking away. Yeah, yeah, little Rudy. I'll show you. So, oh, I've,
0: yeah. I've seen him or him or oh, her. whatever. Ooh. Oh, there we go. Hello. You. What's your name?
5: This one's Rudy. Yeah.
0: doesn't speak, Only sniffs at the microphone. (laughs) (laughs) But back to your your job, you still do the support work?
5: Um, I'm actually going back to it, yes, I will be. Yeah, I'm trying to actually integrate horticultural therapy, uh, so like the gardens with um, care work, so getting people into the gardens to help with their recoveries. But, yeah, there's not a big industry in Australia for that, so it's taking... Rupert
0: will be part of it too?
5: I would say so, yes, Yeah. yeah. He's always in the garden with me, so...
0: So what does Rupert actually physically do? What does he do? What's his...?
5: Oh, when I take him to a client, oh, not much, just is calm and sits with them if need be or stays away from them if need be, but yeah, generally just creates a uh, com- company and calming um, atmosphere basically. Okay. Yeah.
0: And you're not getting jealous when when you sort of um, warms up to your clients? Oh,
5: not at all, no. no. Love <laughs> is love. It should be shared around. It's beautiful. Okay. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Do you ever think of getting another dog that does the same?
5: I, I would have all the dogs if I could um, <laughs> it's just a matter of time and money um, but I, I look after dogs as well in my spare time so that stops me from getting more dogs and he, he has a housemate anyway so he's always got company.
0: So when you look after other dogs does it mean your dog sitter? Yeah
5: ah, yeah, okay. yeah 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 um, I'm home uh, like part of my job is like in and out of the home and, and my housemates are at home so
3: yeah
0: was Mel with her Jack Russell cross Kelpie dog Rupert sounds good doesn't it I mean everybody needs a bit of comfort
1: that's true Uh, not sure how we can do this with social distancing uh, but maybe there's a workaround for that we'll see
0: well with online you can watch dog movies (laughs) there's plenty of them around
1: (laughs) sounds like a good plan
0: yeah or now I've got a better idea Listen to an audiobook and I've got one here, Pirate the Barking Kookaburra. He's not a dog but he has befriended dogs, a bunch of dogs and a cat and we know that story. We've been uh, playing that story now for a couple of weeks. We are in chapter six I think right now. Last time the dogs went to a gorge where they were playing in the water they're playing pirate ship and you know pirates fighting each other and now Stelzi she is the mother dog and the cat Buddha are sitting back watching the others play and have fun and they're a bit sort of um, thinking about life and what it means to be a cat what it means to be a dog
6: was right. Pirate did love them all. He loved Steltzer because she had been like a mother to him, or rather, like a grandmother, or both. As Steltzer said, Pirate did adore Buddha because he gave him beautiful fish for dinner last night. He was a bit of a weird chap, though. Pirate didn't always understand what he was on about when he spoke in complicated phrases. Pirate loved Ajax and Hoover both the same. Both were silly in their way. They had one thing in common, and that was their love for fun. Life was a game, a funny game, and Pirate was eager to play with them.
3: At a Pirate's
1: party, a Pirate needs to drink,
6: said Pirate. He and Ajax and Hoover pretended to sit around a barrel full of rum. It was a treasure they had plundered from a ship that happened to pass by just then. They constantly filled their glasses with the golden liquid and drank it bottoms up. Pretty soon they felt quite tipsy, which made them laugh about every silly word they spoke. Luckily, the barrel never got empty. And so they continued to guzzle down one glass after the other until they were totally drunk or smashed like a real hard partying pirate. Yo ho ho! ho. Ajax and Hoover ended up howling, hugging each other, swaying back and forth and wagging their tails. Why do you wag your tails? Because we're happy and we want everybody to know. I'm happy
1: too. I can wag my tail too.
6: He bent over, stretched his neck, lifted his bottom and wiggled his tail feathers. How about that one? Said Hoover, standing next to a pile of wombat dung. Can you do that too? He threw himself on his side, rubbing his neck in the green sausage-shaped droppings. After two or three good rubbings, he plonked himself on his back and rolled in it like a snorting pig. Yum! It smells fantastic! Yo-ho-ho! Dogs will always be dogs, said Buddha to Stelzer, and shook his head. They both still sat under the tree and watched. Being a fussy cat, you don't understand. Still, pirates shouldn't copy the dog's behaviour. Rather, he should learn to fly. After all, he is a bird. Well, whatever he learns now, mate, will one day be for his own benefit. (laughs) What,
1: a kookaburra smelling of wombat poo? Where is the benefit
6: in that? If I could roar like a lion, I would be the most respected cat in Tantraboo. Think about that, mate.
4: Hmm, I suppose you're right.
6: (laughs) Hey, try this, Ajax said, standing next to a fence pole. He lifted his left hind leg and, as male dogs do, squirted a quick and short stream of pee against the fence pole.
3: Wow!
6: Said Pirate. He was truly astonished.
3: That's amazing!
6: He rushed to the fence pole and he, too, lifted his left leg. He closed his eyes and held his breath. But nothing happened.
3: "'Push
6: harder!' Hoover shouted from his flattened bed of wombat dung. As Pirate was flexing all the muscles in his body and a groaning sound was coming out of his beak, he slowly tipped over to one side and, as stiff as a stuffed, one-legged flamingo, he crashed onto the ground. Ouch! Ajax roared with laughter.
0: Drunk as a skunk, like a real pirate. Yo
6: ho ho! Pirate sat on his bottom, covered in dust from top to toe, looking like a sugar powdered cake. He looked around, puzzled, but then raised one wing and shouted,
3: Yo ho ho!
0: was chapter number six of pirate the barking kookaburra next time we go to chapter seven and we will introduce a new animal so we've got dogs we've got a cat we've got a kookaburra that's an Australian bird guess what other animal we will be introducing Katya
1: a giraffe, you like giraffes.
0: <laughs> oh well, since that story is happening in Australia, we don't have giraffes in Australia apart <laughs> in zoos. No, it's going to be another typical Australian, well, not so typical Australian, but an animal that you find a lot in Australia. And a lot of people are really, really scared of that animal s- because it can be quite mean and venomous. <gasps> it's a snake. A
1: snake, oh gosh.
0: okay anyway that was it that's the end of our episode of this week and we have to make an announcement here
1: unfortunately we will cut down the frequency of our podcast to once a month only because as the situation is a little bit strange at the moment I suppose we don't want to talk about things that you may not be able to do because you're stuck at home.
0: You're like, you know, you can't go to a park and talk to other dog owners. It's not that easy. We can't talk to dog owners about their favorite dog, their top dog. It's not that easy anymore to talk to other people face to face because we can't put our microphone in front of their mouth. You know, they'd all run away which is understandable. So that's mainly the reason why we wind down to one episode a month, which means we'll hear from each other in about four weeks again.
1: Until then, you can listen to the previous podcast, which you can find on www.topdog.space or on any of your favorite podcast app or podcast portal.
0: Or you can uh, drop us an email, woofwoof at topdog.space. We would love to hear from you how you cope with that situation right now or how your dog is coping. Until then, we say bye-bye and uh, happy to have you here. My name is Adrian. Bye.
1: My name is Katja. Bye-bye and stay safe.